Hello, everybody. This is Mike Van Meter, and welcome to the Recovery is Possible podcast. I want to thank you for joining me, and you can reach me at our Facebook site, which is also called Recovery is Possible, or our website, which is vanmeterwellnesssolutions.com. And um, the reason why we do this podcast is to educate the public about addiction, uh, remove the stigma associated with addiction, and offer the help and support to those suffering from addiction. And today I'm going to be talking about the community of recovery and staying in touch with people, particularly during these pandemic times. Uh, it's going to be, become more important uh, as we go along with this pandemic because I don't know when this is going to end. I don't know what the future holds. None of us do. But uh, I just want to cover some concepts because there are things that I'm seeing in the recovery community that are really bothering me, bothering the, me regarding the whole country, because I think the, the country is really starting to suffer from the isolation, the shutdown, and not having the, the normalcy that we normally do uh, with our, our daily lives. But uh, if you're in recovery or if you need to be in recovery, you know that this is especially harmful to you, because at the end of the day, addiction is about isolation. And uh, those that need to be in recovery know that isolation is where addiction drove you to and it made your isolation even worse and that's during the best of times that's that's when there is no pandemic going on and the pandemic has just made it infinitely worse than uh what we had before and the reason why i wanted to do this podcast is uh since march i have attended uh, a couple of funerals i have seen more people relapse than um, I have seen in the rest of the time that I've, I've been in recovery. I've seen more people struggling. I've seen people that want to get help now that can't get help, that uh, are finding it difficult to get into detox centers, into treatment centers. And then uh, when they do come out of detox or treatment, then they're just back into the same environment with a lot of free time because they're not going to work. And we all know that addiction and free time don't go well together. So it's just a... a plethora of problems that people are facing. And I really want to just talk about how uh, you really, really need to work to stay connected to other people in the recovery community while all of this is going on. We get trapped up in our heads and we uh, just create problems for ourselves and we are not attending meetings. We are not calling people. We're not talking to our sponsors. We're not talking to other people in the program and it's creating all kinds of problems for us. Now, um, I am seeing more and more people that are telecommuting to work, telecommuting to work that are using that time to really uh, have their addiction take off. You know, people that are telling me that they're drinking early in the morning, that they're drugging early in the morning, and and it's become a round-the-clock problem. And this, you know, this pandemic is not taking time off from recovery, folks. It's not. There is no time off. There are no days off in recovery. And if you're in that situation, understand this. That addiction gets worse over a period of time. It never gets better. If you are of the addictive type, it does not get better. And there is no way of moderating this. There is no way of scaling it back and toning it down. And I know that there's a lot of programs out there that talk about moderate drinking or moderation drinking. And I think that it's important to um, discuss the fact that there is a spectrum, if you will, when it comes to 
drinking, and I'm going to talk about drinking here specifically because these are the cases that I, I have coming to me. Now, you understand that you can be a problem drinker, you can be a binge drinker, but not be an alcoholic. Now, what happens is, you know, if you see somebody that goes through a, a divorce or they lose a job or uh, they're going through some stressful time in their life and they start drinking heavily, it, it is possible that they are just trying to escape from that particular problem. And once that problem subsides or they move on in their life or something else happens, maybe you, maybe you have a problem that happens in your life, like you get a DUI, you lose a job due to your drinking. There are people that snap out of it. But those people were not alcoholic. They weren't alcoholic in the first place. They may not have that genetic predisposition, and they can do that. And people like that can scale back and stop their drinking. But if you have that genetic preloading, Understand, there is no coming back from that. Your body is wired differently, and your body <clears throat> will continue to increase the amount of drinking until you get to the dangerous levels and you get to a point to where you are both physically and mentally addicted, and it gets worse over a period of time, and it never gets better. Now, if you do not have that genetic predisposition, then you're not going to have this problem. But if you are someone that does have that genetic predisposition, there is no moderation in your drinking. There, there just isn't. Now, there are going to be people out there that tell that tell you that you can. There are going to be people out there that tell you that you know you can you can learn to to reduce your drinking. Uh, that you can, that you will get better over time. But there are no documented cases in history where that is the case. If you have that genetic predisposition, <clears throat> now again. You're going to have people that are able to uh, stop the, the drinking. But if you are someone that has tried, if you are someone that has uh, told yourself that you don't want to drink anymore and you continue to drink or you've been to multiple detoxes, if you've been to multiple treatment programs, chances are you're an alcoholic. And the only way for you to get better is to put it in total remission. And the way that you put this disease into total remission is to not pick up a drink ever again. And that's the solution. Now, as I had mentioned on previous podcasts, um, addiction is the one disease that tells you that you don't have it. That's the weird thing about it. It is a mental disease. It is a mental disorder. But it's a disorder that has that unique characteristic that tells you that you don't have it. And we will go to the ends of the earth to continue drinking, even to our own destruction and, and even to our own deaths, and still trying to believe that we are the one individual, the one everybody else has problems, every, everyone else needs to get sober, but I don't need to. I am the one exception to this rule, and I will get better. And you are not the one exception. There are no exceptions to this. And... I have seen case after case after case of people that just delude themselves in just thinking that they will get better. And I, I tell you, if you've, you, if you've gotten to the point where you're going to 12-step meetings because of your drinking or your drugging, or you've been to a, an inpatient treatment facility, you, you, you cannot safely drink or drug again. You, you just can't. And the problem now is that even if you want to, getting access to these facilities is very difficult because of COVID. The number of beds that are available in, in the treatment centers around the United States has been reduced due to COVID and social distancing. Um, getting into detox has uh, really been reduced because, again, social distancing and COVID. And, um, you know, so even the people that want to get into treatment are having a difficult time doing it. 
But I will tell you this, that where there is a will, there is a way. And I, I am imploring you, if you are listening to the sound of my voice right now and you need help, if you, need, you are struggling, there are people out there that can help you. There are programs out there that can help you. Meetings are on Zoom now. I was never a big technology guy when it came to um, 12-step meetings before COVID. I, I have to admit, I went to a couple of online meetings where uh, people would write in. I did not like them at all, but I, I've come to like them. I've come to uh, get used to them, and I see the benefit at them. And, and even when things go back to normal, I will continue to use them. I think that most of us will continue to use Zoom. <clears throat> but you have to want those meetings, and you have to work it. now. Um, I just recently had someone that I was working with that relapsed after having gone through a 28-day treatment program, and this was after uh, uh, COVID had started, relapsed immediately, and this individual, it just got worse and worse and worse, as it, as it always does. Like I said, there are no exceptions to this rule. It got worse, and um, I, I was working with this individual trying to get them back into detox, trying to get them back into treatment. And the person kept saying to me, well, I went to treatment. It doesn't work. I went to treatment and it was a waste of time. It was a waste of money. And there's no reason for me to go back. There's nothing that they can teach me. Um, what I'm going to say about that is, and, and by the way, this individual's family was asking me about this. Uh, you know, is there a better program? You know, would if going to a different facility, would that help? Is there a better program that's out there? Well, folks, here, what I'm what I'm going to tell you is this, that the treatment programs that you go to are largely the same. You know, the, if they're talking about 12-step programs, if they're talking about recovery, if they're talking about total abstinence, that's the message that you're, you're going to hear, or that is the message that you should hear while you're there. And I can teach you that 20 times. I can have you come through a facility 20 times and teach you that message. But it is not going to be any good if you don't actually embrace the message and practice it. And so that's what I told this individual was, it wasn't that the quality of your treatment was poor. It was you just simply did not implement anything that they asked you to implement while you were in training, well, while you were in treatment. And you folks, th this program of recovery does not come to you through osmosis. You don't go to a 12-step meeting and you're, you're fixed. You don't go to treatment and you're fixed. What the programs do, whether it be 12-step, the literature that you read, or an uh, in, inpatient residential program or an outpatient program, um, the, you know what they're doing is they're teaching you tools. But you have to use the tool. That nail over there is not going to hammer itself in. You have to pick up the hammer and hammer the nail in. And the same thing is true with recovery. You must do the work. And it works. It absolutely works if you work the program that you're being given. And a big part of the program is not drinking and not drugging. That's an essential part. That sounds very simple. But it's amazing how many people out there don't seem to quite understand that, that the whole goal of recovery is to make you abstinent in your recovery. That is the goal. Remember, if drinking or drugging worked for you, then you wouldn't be going to meetings and you wouldn't be going to treatment. The goal has to be complete and total abstinence. And I will guarantee you, I will guarantee you that your life will get 100% better, 1,000% better even. And I'm going to challenge you to do this. 
that if you don't believe me, just try it for 30 days and see if your life doesn't get better. And like we we tell people, if your life does not get better, then we're going to be kind of like Walmart and we will refund your misery for you 100%. No questions asked. You don't even need a receipt. Just go back and ask for your misery back and your misery will be given back to you. I have never been to a 12-step meeting where somebody has picked up a 10-year chip and celebrated a uh, a decade or more of recovery, and they say, you know what, if I had it all to do over again, I would have continued drinking or drugging over the last 10 years. I've never heard that. I've never heard anybody say that. Now, I've heard a hell of a lot of people relapse after a decade or more of recovery say that that was the worst decision they, they made in their life. And so if everybody is saying that, can they all be wrong? And again, I am not aware of one example of where somebody has said, I really wish I could do it over again and continue drinking or drugging over the last decade or more. Uh, This is a very difficult time, and that's what I want to, to get across tonight, is you must make the effort and really work in staying connected in the community. There's never been a time in my life where we've had to work harder to do that. Read literature. Talk to people, stay connected, stay positive, know that everything happens for a reason. And even this is happening for a reason. Even this pandemic is happening for a reason. We will get through this and you can get through it sober. If you have any amount of time sober behind you, your body does not know the difference. Your body does not know that there's a pandemic going on. And whatever you were doing to stay sober before, continue doing it. Only double down the efforts. When the times get difficult, when you have a tragedy that that has happened, like we had in our family here recently, and that's why I've I've been gone for uh, as long as I've been. We we had a, a family tragedy that happened, and it's during those times when you really dig into the tools of recovery and pull those tools out and work very very hard to ensure that you do not relapse and you do not drink or drug. while those tragedies go on. You know, all of the training that you get, all of the the reading that you do, all of the work that you do in recovery is to prepare you for those difficult times because you can stay sober in those difficult times, but you have to do the groundwork. You have to do that basic work, lay that foundation first. So when those difficult times come, you're ready. You're ready for those difficult times and you will get through them. But work hard. So, folks, I just wanted to, you know, give that quick little uh, spiel today and and talk about how it can be done and stay connected. And, you know, I really appreciate you listening. Uh, You know, follow me on Facebook. uh, Go to my website, Van Meter Wellness Solutions. uh, Pass this on to a friend, this, this podcast. If you know anybody out there that needs to hear this, family members that need to hear it, send this podcast to as many friends and associates as you can. We'd appreciate the support, and I'd appreciate hearing from you, and I hope that everything that we talk about here helps you. And remember, if you don't agree with what I'm saying, that's fine. Just take anything that that does help you, take it, share it, use it. That's why we're here, to help one another in recovery. So again, please visit our Facebook page, which is called Recovery is Possible, and uh, our website, which is VanMaderWellnessSolutions.com, and let me know how I'm doing. Let me know if there's a topic that you're interested in hearing about, and I'd love to hear from you. And folks, I, I will be talking with you soon, and see you next time.